The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. To another edition of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. And uh, I have the distinct pleasure of introducing uh, two of Tugs. If you know who Tugs is, he's the chef of Docking Bay 7 at Galaxy's Edge. Two of his best friends and uh, two of my favorite people when it comes to this particular book. And that's Chelsea and Mark. Uh, authors and artists behind Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the official Black Spire Outpost cookbook. How's everyone doing? Hey, nice to see you guys. Thanks for having us on. It is our pleasure. So how did the cookbook come to fruition? Because I know it came out real quick after Galaxy's Edge actually opened. Uh, So... Um, Inside Editions, uh, the publishers actually came to us and uh, asked if we wanted to collaborate on this incredibly cool project. Uh, And I can only speak for myself, but I think it probably goes for Mark as well, that uh, there's a lot of yelling uh, (laughs) and excited running around the room a little bit uh, because it's like a dream project. So we're really excited. So have y'all collaborated before on projects? Uh, this, this first time we've ever worked together. Um, but Chelsea has a fantastic background doing these in-world themed cookbooks that are just absolutely amazing for all these different fa- worlds that fans love. And my background was in writing these types of characters and universes uh, for, for other books that were non-cookbook related. Uh, and so we kind of became the the peanut butter and jelly of the Star Wars cookbook. <laughs> world uh Love it. and our two expertise seem to fit together really really well and chelsea not only is an amazing chef but has that really deep background knowledge of all of the lore of this stuff as well so it really was a great combination being able to combine our deep love for star wars and our deep love for food in a way that we were able to kind of bring out the best in each other. Okay. Now, did y'all get the chance to go to, obviously it would have been Galaxy's Edge, California first to check out what was already being presented cuisine-wise before the book, or did they bring you in for a preview? I wish. No, it was, uh, (laughs) we went in pretty much totally blind. Um, I had access to, some of the recipes that they use in the park. Um, but it was sort of hit and miss, you know, it'd be two thirds of a dish recipes or something. Uh, and it was also scaled for the park. Right. So it was, you know, to make 200 servings of a thing. And so I had to sort of work backwards to make it reasonable sized. 
Wow. One of the great things, though, is that early on we were we were able to work with the Disney Imagineering team, Scott Trowbridge, Margaret Carrison, who were bringing Galaxy's Edge to life. Um, and so they were able to give us so much background information on the world itself that even when we didn't have access to every little individual piece of what was going into a certain dish, we had lots of lore to build off for the characters that are in this world. Um, so all the different food stalls that are in Galaxy's Edge, we were given lots of advanced knowledge about, lots of backstory on what what Cookie uh, Cookie uh, you know is like as a character, what his tastes would be, what yeah. you can find at Saka's kettle or at the Blue Milk Stand or what Booba Wombo's doing. So all of this great deep lore that they were building into this world, we were privy to in advance, um, so we could kind of plan out even if we didn't have the exact dishes at that moment that we're going to the park we could plan out what we wanted to build into this cookbook based on the story that was going into this park and that was really special that's true and i think that that's one of the neat things about our happy collaboration was you know it was my job to make the food taste good and look good um but mark really took all of that lore and just ran with it and you know, he's the one I think that really brought the dishes to life and really grounded it in the world of Star Wars. So, so it was that tandem of Chelsea, you, you brought the technical aspect of the recipe itself with Mark interweaving the, the story and the, and the tale behind it or involving the story with it. Absolutely. Best of two worlds. That's awesome. Um, I'm going to just flat out ask favorite recipe in the book, man, that's always such a hard question. Um, I always, whenever I'm working on a book, my problem is I always start with the desserts and the drinks because that's my favorites. (laughs) So, uh, I really actually like the, uh, dig of a slug slinger. Um, I think that one's really fun. Uh, I liked, and that's one of the drinks. Um, for desserts, the ice cream. Oh my goodness. Okay. It's like, yeah, it's fabulous. And it's, it's got all these little moving parts to it, right? You know, you've got the sort of decorative lace twill in the back of it and you can put the little mm-hmm. nectarose crystals on top. Um, but that one was a really, that was kind of like the dark horse of the recipes for me. I didn't okay. expect it to be really cool, but you put all those components together and it's really fun. And that's a great one to mention because um, it's not a, a recipe that you find in the park, but it does have touches of Galaxy's Edge in it because yes. it's got that, that twill on it, which is based off of the golden lichens, which are yeah. part of the lore of Batu. Um, so it's little things that we tried to you know, insert into these dishes to make them feel like they belonged in this world. And when it comes to favorites for me, I really love the Mandalorian Oj Cake. I think that that one's really super okay. cool. And I'm, you know, we love the Mandalorian right now, so it's hard not to love that. You want to tuck some of that in your armor for later if you can. Um, and I really like the rings of Hudala. I think those are pretty cool. The the onion rings that you can make, the bacon wrap, those are yeah. those are pretty. Uh, so lots of fun stuff, though. Lots. I mean, who could, who doesn't love blue blue noodles? <laughs> yeah. We that's something we're looking into actually getting is some of that uh blue butterfly tea so we could do some of the the blue coloring. Um like I said, this book was real helpful because I turned fifty this year and the day before my birthday we had friends over to the house. We did a Star Wars birthday and recipes came out of this book. We made the Rontu wraps, and my wife actually made the wraps hurt from scratch in the pan. Great. Yeah. And, oh, my God. Those are so good. Uh, we also did the Nerf kebabs, which because I, I love buffalo meat. I love bison. And that was a pretty cool experiment. That was awesome. Uh, dessert was uh, the Zooksberry. Oh, yeah. Which came out wonderful. Surprise. And um, the drink. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> and then the drink um, that my daughter made was the Hyperdrive. Except we Great used menu, yeah. we used uh, the blue tropical punch instead of blue Powerade, mm. and it was Perfect. still just as yeah. good. Yep. We just figured as long as it was blue, that was the important thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, recipes that you got from the park, like I know the Ronto wrap. What made you decide to change it up slightly from what's served in the park to what's in the book? Because honestly, I like the chorizo 
in yours, and I wish they added it there. Nice. Well, I'll I'll be sure to uh, recommend that. Uh, I have no power when it comes to that <laughs> kind of thing, just for the record. But uh, no, it's um, it varied from recipe to recipe. Sometimes I didn't have all the details. Um, sometimes it was a matter of what you could do at home. You know, if most people don't have a smoker in their backyard, I don't have a smoker. I kind of wish I did. It's on my, you know, kitchen bucket list. Right. Um, (laughs) and the, if I recall the Ronto wraps in the park are smoked sausage. And so if you can't do smoked sausage at home, you can't make the same park recipe. Right. Um, so I wanted to do something that's sort of park adjacent, I guess, um, something inspired by similar to still delicious. Um, cause you know, it, something like macaroni and cheese is not the same everywhere, you know? It, so I reason that something like Ronto wraps one end of the galaxy to the other could be some variation. Okay. Now I want to also get into the spices that you come up with, uh, the Nerf steak, um, the, oh, I can't remember the name of the sock salt. Was that something that came from the parks or was that something you developed on your own? I actually developed those on my own. Um, so for oh. other cookbooks I've done, uh, I, I don't remember which one I started with. Maybe the, the Warcraft cookbook. I made some special spice blends mm. and it, it was sort of a, a risk, I thought at the time. Because um, I thought, do people really want to take this extra step to making this recipe? But um, for that, especially, you know, video gamers, uh, nerds in general are used to going on quests, uh, either in person or digitally. And I think that translates really well to a cookbook. Um, so I was very excited to try and do the same thing for Star Wars and really come up with some interesting blends. Um, that could then be used in multiple recipes throughout the book. And the same goes for sort of other oddball ingredients like the blue butterfly tea. Um, I'm not going to try and make people buy one crazy ingredient for a single recipe. You know, when possible, I try to include that in two, three or more recipes. So, you know, you, you can really get your money's worth out of the weird purchases (laughs) that go into cooking in space. (laughs) Well, we one of the great things that uh, that we built off of with those spices um, again was, you know, we could add lore to it because there's this vendor area of Galaxy's Edge where there are these stalls and they're supposed to be local vendors from Batu who are selling their wares. And so you've got Katsaka who does the kettle corn yep. and and those, you know, she sells spices, too. And there's all kinds of beautiful jars of spices in all sorts of colors that are tossed with this kettle corn. And that's the idea behind this particular food stall so taking off what what chelsea did we thought well we could just make this a natural part of the vendor environment of galaxy's edge these are the things they would spice their foods with and these are the things they would buy in the marketplace um so it was such a great idea that chelsea had to include these spices and then we just kind of incorporated it into the lore of the world again we we made so much to go with the, the dinner that night because uh, the Nerf steak goes with the uh, Nerf kebabs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we added some of that in with the Ronto wrap um, just to give it a little extra. And uh, and we went ahead and made the, the suka salt. And not only have we used it for recipes out of this cookbook, but we've used it for other things because it's just such a wonderful spice. Then we got to thinking, huh, if we take the take that spices and tweak it with some other things that we like, I told my wife, I said, we got the smuggler spice. It's what a smuggler would carry on his ship. Perfect. So oh, I love that. So like for me, I love using ground mustard on mm, a lot yep. of stuff. So that's going to be one of the things that I'm adding to a variation of the Nerf steaks. We're going to add some ground mustard and um, we may add some uh, – some some cumin, maybe a little turmeric. Yeah. Um, so so we're 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 looking at playing around with ideas, um, but we are making the the I can say this safely because I know my brother doesn't listen to the show. Uh, we are making some suka salt and um, nerf steak to send to he and his wife for Christmas. Oh, I love that. That's so, terrific. What a great uh, idea. A little bit of Galaxy's Edge in every meal. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. And you can't go wrong with that. I mean, it's I mean, it's wonderful. And having this cookbook is, is great. 
Well, that's one of my favorite things about sort of this weird job is hearing how much people are enjoying, you know, what we've done and not only that, but they're taking it the next step. You know, it's you're taking the spice mixes and you're playing with them. You're building on them. You're you're making them your own. Um, And I, I love bringing that element of play to people. I think that that's really cool. I, I almost wish these were available in, in a prepackaged thing to, to buy. I, mm. I, cause I know I'd be buying stock left nice. and right. Yeah. I'm not going to buy one bottle of each. I'll buy a couple bottles of each because I know how much we'll use them. Um, it should sell them right at docking base seven when you, yeah. Yeah. And a dollar goes to Chelsea with every, yeah. oh, wouldn't that be great? Whew, finally get this kitchen renovated. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was one of the toughest recipes to to come up with either the uh, lore either the lore or the actual recipe i don't know i think we didn't have a, a a huge amount of time to play with so i think anything that sort of fought back uh got dropped um and i can't remember off the top of my head what some of those were i know i did want to play with you know some molecular gastronomy and really make some weird looking food mm-hmm. I just never had the time to get to that, um, which was really bummed me out because I wanted it at least one thing to look spacey, uh, you know, and and we a lot of them look very much the part. They look very Star Wars. They look grounded in the world. Um, I was able to work with a fabulous photographer and stylist um, to do the photos for the book. And that was an absolute pleasure. Um, but it, I just it's that's like. The one that got away from me um, was getting to do some kind of funky science for the science fiction. Now, when you say it, it would get shot down, is that by Disney or by Lucasfilm? No, no. Just uh, in terms of time, you know, okay. it didn't uh, if something didn't work the first couple of recipe tests, um, I'd sort of scrap it and go a different direction. Um, and we started with a bigger list of recipes than we ended up with. So we had some wiggle room for that kind of stuff. Ah, uh, so a chance for a volume two. Oh, fingers crossed. Wouldn't that be great? Or, or at least a special edition. Yes. <laughs> ah, there we go. <laughs> right to your publishers today. <laughs> I, w- I would love I would love a second book. This is great. Uh, I will say. Lore, um, you were asking about in terms of lore, which one we're, we're talking about with. I was pleasantly surprised that after we submitted our, our list of recipes and ideas, um, how receptive uh, teams were to the lore that we built into the book in terms of the background of these recipes. There were, you know, uh, there was a wide range of inspiration uh, here. It wasn't just the Galaxy's Edge area. We, we do callbacks to movies. We do callbacks to television specials. We do callbacks even to you know, not only the current comics, but there are even slight nods to stuff that's not necessarily quite considered canon anymore, but just a tip of the hat but and it is now we, yeah. we had successfully canonized several things. dishes there are a few things <laughs> and so it was really fun to get to have the support of all the teams whether it was lucasfilm or imagineering or insight as we were building this book and see all the love for star wars from all the different angles that we could approach it from put in uh i, I think that was really really great we didn't have a lot of pushback in terms of things we could not do um, as long as it was in some way established to fit within the Star Wars galaxy. Well, I will will say when ours came, we, ours came with a little ding in the corner. I'm like, okay. So I, I contacted Insight and said, hey, just give you a heads up. Packaging maybe something you'd look at. He goes, oh, I'm sorry about that. Like, no big deal. It just gives us a head start on a well-loved book. And I love how this has now got that. Well, it looks like it came from Galaxy's Edge as if it was handed to us from someone at Galaxy's Edge because it looks used. And we have definitely turned it very used. So, and I noticed, Chelsea, you went and got your book as well. Yeah, no, it's I always say I always panic at the uh, what's your favorite recipe. I have, I have a whole list of them for every book I've done written down somewhere and I never have it pulled up for an interview. So I'm always like, oh, no, I'm on the spot. <laughs> no, I, the rappers, um, 
just absolutely wonderful. Um, my my wife had fun with them, despite the fact that she burned herself in the oil. You know, when some oil oh, splattered no. splattered back, she got slightly burned. But oh, we made I think she made twenty four wraps. Wow. Not knowing how many people were going to eat and for leftovers. And they lasted probably a week and a half. Fabulous. And they were so good every single time. (laughs) Hot, cold, it didn't matter. And I will say they are wonderful with hummus as well. Oh, yeah. No, that would be great. It's, uh... I've always loved, um, of all things, peanut butter and honey on yeah. pita bread. It's like mm, yeah. food of my childhood right there. Oh, yeah. Now, my daughter absolutely is a big fan of Ray. And when she saw the portion bread, it's like, yep, we can now make portion. Guys, you, you want to make the portion bread that she makes? Chelsea came up with the recipe and literally prep time, one minute, cook time, one minute. We have not made it yet. Mm. It probably will be coming shortly. That one was really fun uh, to work up because, you know, it. I am always the annoying one to watch movies with because if there's food, uh, you know, I, I shouted in the theater, I think, you know, all these big galactic events happening. Uh, and I all I could think about leaving the theater was that bread, uh, <laughs> even before the cookbook, even before any of that. It's just uh, part of who I am now, I guess. Um, and so I thought... Wouldn't that be neat if you could make something that, if it doesn't look quite like that, at least, you know, kind of functions the same way. Well, when I saw the movie, I'm like, okay, that'd be cool if bread actually cooked up that quick. Mm. And then I'm like, okay, wait. Then all of a sudden they start coming out with these mug mug muffins or mug dessert. I'm like, okay, that's close. Now if they could come up with one that's a bread, um, not knowing that Chelsea was going to come up with one that's bread. So what was that? How, how, how long did it take you to actually come up with that recipe? That one wasn't bad, actually. Um, that was another one. I, I always struggle personally when developing recipes between um, the end goal is always something that tastes good. Right. You know, you want to make a recipe, you want it to be delicious. Um, but I also really want it to be authentic, whatever that means for any given setting, for any given world. Um, so for that bread, you know, there's a picture in, I don't know, I think one of the visual encyclopedias maybe of the ration packets that Ray gets, um, for trading in her, you know, salvage goods and stuff. Right. And it's these, it's this powder with little flecks of what to me looked like seaweed. And I thought, all right, so we crumble up a little seaweed, we put it in there, you know, it, it doesn't take that long to test a, a two minute recipe, thankfully. So, you know, you, you make a batch and you think, all right, we'll add a little salt or uh, we'll go a little less seaweed, maybe um, <laughs> and just kind of play with that and balance it out. All right. Guys, I feel like I've been dominating this interview. <laughs> questions. That's all good. Um, actually, from <laughs> you've asked, you've asked the questions I had. Yeah. <laughs> We think too much alike, that's why. Mm-hmm. So when you got started on this, how long does it take to actually come up with concepts and work all the way through to the end of this? So you finally got it out there. I think we had... Because you said you were rushed a little bit. Probably four to five months. Does that sound right, Mark? That sounds about right, yeah. The wow. answer is not long enough. Uh, yes, in that is very book, true. But that's the yeah. case in any book that you're writing. You know, yeah. when you're... When you're trying to put together these big ideas into something that fits within a certain brand, you could always use more time to perfect it. However, you know, I'd say we had we had a few solid months to work uh, on this, but that was from concept to to finished product to get it out in time for it to hit the stores and the big thrust of Galaxy's Edge. So it was a whirlwind. Uh, I mean, Chelsea was cooking up a storm and I was typing like crazy, but it all came together. Uh, So we, we, you know, so we couldn't ask for more yeah i'm always amazed to hear that um with books like the some of the reference books and the cookbooks and stuff how fast you everybody they um you have to knock them out because you hear about novelists and the, the, they get the long for it and all, they have like a year year and a half to keep working <laughs> on it and it's like you guys knock it out in a couple of months it's like wait a minute <laughs> well a it's lot funny. of that is simply due to necessity you know a lot yeah. of that is because if they want a product to be released around the launch of uh, let's say a land like galaxy's edge 
um, there's, you know, there's a long-term plan that goes up to creating that land. But then when the products start to get made that tie into it, you know, there's, there's trickles of information that have to be released through the, you know, the mainstream to the people who are working on those outside projects. Uh, it takes a lot of coordination and, and sometimes those things are constantly changing. Um, you know, while they're fine tuning menus within the park or while they're fine tuning background stories to the things that they're building. And so there's, you know, until they get it to a final form where they can present it to us, there's a long period of time of development. Um, so once it gets to the stage where it's ready to be written, sometimes we're so close to when it needs to be released that you hit the ground running. Um, and luckily, you know, with Chelsea's expertise in the kitchen uh, and my knowledge of of the Star Wars world and her knowledge of the Star Wars world, we were able to do so. And that was fortunate. Yeah, it. Uh, there are a lot of moving parts that go into any cookbook, um, you know, just practically, visually editing, copy editing, layout, all of that, let alone uh, when it's a licensed cookbook, getting approval from every stage of the licensors, right? Um, and given all of that, I think it's incredible how few snafus there were. Um, it was it was pretty smooth. It was a lot of hard work and a lot of long days. But looking back, I'm like, I'm over it. I'm good. I, I can look at it now with all love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> although I do still have a little carpal tunnel, but... <laughs> <laughs> So what, just as I was thinking about that question, you realized you you had already answered it. Uh, (laughs) um, Where would you like to go next with a part two of a Galaxy's Edge cookbook? I I, want to do the weird foods. I want to go weirder. Um, The unknown regions. Yes, the outer rim um, and beyond. Uh, no, I think it, it would be fun to pull in some stuff from Mandalorian, obviously. Uh, I've done a, a test halfway test batch of, uh, some of those blue shrimp, the krill from, uh, season one. Ooh. They keep bringing up spotchka. Like I can't leave yeah. that alone. Uh, every time they do it in the, sh- they mention it in the show. I, I squirm a little. It's I'm, I'm terrible to watch things with. Um, oh, we can go with frog eggs. That would be <laughs> pretty good. Last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone was really bothered eating, by that. So. Yeah, but, yeah, the child's I, eating something every time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or some uh, some nice roast uh, crate dragon. Yeah, bone broth. I think pretty yeah. good. Yeah, that's one of them. Like, Mandalorian cookbook. Oh, that would be, yeah. be fun. Mm-hmm. Throw throw that's in some nice. some fried spider legs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 Mm. Um, now, well, you mentioned you had done some other projects, uh, such as the show that is probably second best sci-fi show to Mandalorian. And that's only because Mandalorian got season two and it didn't, <laughs> that would be Firefly. Yeah. Um, so you, you've tackled Firefly, you've tackled, uh, Game of Thrones, Warcraft or World of Warcraft, um, Hearthstone. What else have you? What else have you tackled? And what's been one of your? What's been? And tell us a little bit about some of these other books that you've done. Sure. Um, Elder Scrolls, I think, is in there also. Um, mm. I just finished a second World of Warcraft cookbook. Um, that is. I haven't gotten any word back yet that they need anything more from me. So I think it might actually be done, which is very exciting. Then let's go ahead and get the second Galaxy's Edge cookbook. I know. Let's get it rolling. Yeah, Yeah, we got the two of y'all here. We we can listen in on a pre-planning meeting. (laughs) Yeah, sounds good. It's uh, shoot some ideas. We've got the frog legs. We've got the frog eggs. We've got the, you know. Some, some more fun drinks. Yeah. I mean, you've already got the uh, blue butterfly tea. I mean, yeah. a little vodka. Good to go. Could do something, could do something <laughs> so, that's a little, so. a little flambe to go with the incinerator trooper. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> you, you said you said you're uh, you're terrible to watch movies with. So when, when you if you see something on screen, do you instantly start thinking about how you might do it or? Yeah. <laughs> um, usually after either pausing it and saying, did you see that? No, but did you see it? Um, <laughs> do you see how the bread just puffed up like that? Everyone else in the theater is like, shh. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, and it, it depends on, 
you know, what it is, if whether it looks amazing or it's really important to the plot of something, um, you know, food can play such a pivotal role um, in fiction, whether it's, you know, mm. TV or video games, even or novels or comics. <laughs> um so I think it's just a, a really neat way to explore those worlds in a completely different way. You know, it's, I think mm, it's right. sort of like um, for cosplayers, you know, it, you, you so love this world that you want to take a step closer and um, participate in it, I guess. And I think that food and drink is a, a neat way that you can get a little bit closer to the world. Mm, definitely. And a very fun way too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eat <Pork>. your worlds. <laughs> hey, Galactus did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, have y'all experienced yet where any of the recipes or any of the backstories to the recipes have appeared in other Star Wars projects? Not that I know of. Um, but there's so many going on everywhere all at once. Um, I'd, I'd love to know if one does. Uh, I think that would be incredible. Okay. I was going to say, it's going to happen sooner or later. Cool. I know, keep your eyes out. Especially since you said that technically the book is canon. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how exciting is it knowing that you guys are part of Star Wars canon at this point? It was sort of overwhelming uh, in the beginning, I think. Like, I... I kind of poked at it with my brain a little bit and was just like, yeah, nope, I can't process that quite yet. I'll come back to it. <laughs> yeah, there's something really special about about that galaxy. You know, I, I've been working on other universes out there for years and years and years and years. I, I've been with Marvel since I was 20 years old writing and, and editing for them. Um, so mm. 20 years now that I've, I've been working with them. But in the last few years, I've gotten to write a few Star Wars books and just the child in me comes out and goes, ah, I can't believe I get to do this. You know, it, it does something special and it takes me back to, you know, being five years old in my, my parents' basement playing with the Sears droid factory and building <sighs> E2s, you know, in the early 80s. It, it was, you know, just something that I always felt like I needed to do and to have had the opportunity to be a part of a project like this that isn't just, I mean, it kind of kills two birds with one stone. It isn't just a Star Wars book, but it's also a Disney Parks book in some ways. Yep. And so the part of me that, you know, has gone to Disney a thousand and twenty times in my lifetime also goes, oh, my gosh, you know, this is this is <laughs> really, really wanted to write um, because it's tied in to two of my dearest loves. Um, so it really was a special project. Has Disney or Lucasfilm come to you and say, hey, how would you feel about one of your recipes being featured at Docking Bay 7 or or possibly at Ogus? Not yet, no. Uh, but, you know, phone's always open. Uh, <laughs> I'll be here waiting. Um, I think it would be neat. You know, it, I know that they're... Uh, their recipes are always kind of in flux and the menus are changing. And um, so who knows? It could happen. Okay. Good. I, I think yeah. One of the really exciting things, too, is not just that that it could be, you know, something like this could cross into either side of it, you know, being featured there or being featured in the book. Uh, but because of the world that we're in right now, the parks, you know, one of the parks has been closed since March. One of the other parks, you know, in park in Florida is not getting nearly as many visitors or as many opportunities for visitors. Uh, and so I, I can personally attest to that. People mm. taste of Galaxy's Edge when they can't go there. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I saw, you know, my, my brother um, let me know a few weeks ago that he and his his kids went to a Target um, to pick something up and saw the little Galaxy's Edge outpost setup that they had um, that was, you know, that they kind of cross collaborated between Target and Disney because so many people can't go to Galaxy's Edge right now. They wanted to bring a little bit of Galaxy's Edge home. And our book was part of that promotion yep. that our was on the shelf as part mm -hmm. of the you know imports from Batu, And 
that to me was a really cool moment to go, wow, they're they're allowing people to bring a little bit of this home when they can't enjoy it in person. And that felt really special to me. Well, we that opening weekend of the Target Galaxy's Edge crossover, we actually bought one of the books because along with the spices, we're sending the book to my brother and his wife as well. That is a good Christmas. So it's like no sense giving you the spices if you don't know what you're what you're going to be using them for. Fair enough. And also make a life day cake and send it out. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Um, well, I know for them, they live out in Colorado and they live in Denver and his wife, uh, her father is a park ranger on the Western, Western Ridge and gets access to elk meat. So I, mm. I, I foresee a variation of the Nerf kebabs with elk meat, which I'm like, oh, oh so let's try that. <laughs> Colorado is so far away. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's real far away. Yeah. Because uh, I, I actually live in Florida and work for the mouse. So, and I'm still blacked out of galaxy's edge. Yeah. As a cast member, I'm blacked out and I hate it. So for me to spend my 50th birthday there, it was comp ticket. I had to burn my own comp ticket to get it, but it was so worth it. Um, Have y'all been to galaxy's edge since the book has been written? I have. Yeah. Um, I was actually lucky enough to go to the Rise of the Resistance opening, um, uh, which was like, like, I don't want to gush about it too much because Mark was not able to go. And like, I still feel bad about it. I still feel bad about it. No, I do. We, I do. we know how you <laughs> oh feel, Mark. Goodness. We know how you feel, Mark, because Mike works there and Derek and I have never had a chance to be there yet for this. Oh, my goodness. I, 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 good. I'm glad she enjoyed it. I finally wrote it on my 50th birthday. Oh, is it so, like I just, uh, yeah. uh, now it's you, been almost a year and so I you, still think about it sometimes and just grin like an idiot. So you like, came. So you were here in Florida. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the, the X-Wings flying over and like, yeah, yeah. what, what, like, come on. <laughs> it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. No, I, it, that has, the memory of that trip has sustained me uh, through never leaving home ever again. Uh, so I'm enormously glad that I got to do that last year. Now, Mark, have, have you been to Galaxy's Edge? Only in my dreams, uh, but I will get there. I will get there. Um, we were we were talking about obviously, you know, the possibility of of going this summer, and then the world fell apart. Uh, but someday, someday we will make it, uh, and I'm excited when we do because I feel so immersed in it now, um, mm-hmm. and you know, have so many of the the little secrets in mind of where things are and little nods, you know, with whether it's in Doc Ondor's uh, antique shop or whether it's in a back alley near near a hydrator. Those types of things that are in my head from when we were working on the book that I just can't wait to see brought to life. Um, so even though it's it's been a long wait and it'll be a slightly longer wait, I think it's it's definitely worth it. And I'm I'm excited for when that chance finally arrives. It's sort of like when when I heard about the seeing Honda or hearing about Honda Mansion with the lights on and finally getting to experiencing it, it's like this doesn't take away from the ride one bit. I, I love I love knowing the ins and outs. So now Space Mountain, when the lights kick on, that happens so often. It's like, eh, but the opportunity to Splash Mountain. Now I'm like, I want the opportunity to not ride, ride as a resistance. I want to walk it and be able to really Mm -hmm. explore more. I want that backstage Mm -hmm. opportunity as a cast member. Oh, man. Yeah. That that would be wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's just so, oh, it's something else. Um, I'm running out of questions, guys. (laughs) Well, they did mention that we've touched on it a little bit, and we've not had a chance yet to talk about the second episode of Mandalorian yet. Y'all game? You guys down for some Mandalorian talk? Yeah. Sure. So what do you guys think so far of the second season? Since we were two episodes Love in. Love it. I'm thinking it's great. I, you know, yeah. the, the first season, it hits all the right notes mm. for Star yep. Wars for me, you know, in terms of, of just, you know, that that bounty hunter, down and gritty 
you know, kind of kind of old fashioned back alley vibe to mm. this character who is is attempting to do good, but there's so many reasons around him that he might not be able to. And it's just it's it's a great great narrative pushing through um, this the first season, and then that opener for the second season. Oh my gosh! Mm. You know, from second that that you know the Boba Fett armor walked onto <laughs> into that cantina and and all the little yeah. not all the you know i just found myself going whoa whoa hey i know that oh my god that's that's that wait wait a minute that's a <laughs> no wait you know at every moment there was something that my wife looked at me very strangely about uh is <laughs> the show on a slightly different level than i do uh, you know i i enjoy all of the little geeky call outs for every single cut that, that they show and she just really likes the story and and thinks the world is great and that's fun but she you know we enjoy it for totally different reasons and i think that's awesome too and then she has to listen to me after every episode and say <laughs> oh that's a dark saber and that would that belong to this, this was 1977 and she's like no <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's why my wife won't watch it with me she'll watch it on her own <laughs> see i'm lucky my wife's an enabler and she actually's learned all knows all this stuff almost as much as i do so we get we get out together back and forth about it. <laughs> I get kind of a, a funny other angle where, uh, you know, we, we appreciate the Star Wars aspect of it, obviously. Um, but my husband is also like, oh, this, this one's fistful of dollars. Ooh, this one is seven yeah. samurai. Ooh, ooh, this one. Ooh, I think it's part <laughs> this. And uh, then it maybe goes into this other <laughs> old Western, you know, trope um and whatnot so I, I feel like i get a little mini film lecture after every episode <laughs> uh, well i knew they had something here when um my other podcast geek watch one the my our partners on there dawn is a um is not a star wars fan at all but she enjoys mandalorian mm. so it's like i know they have something then because they're pulling people who are not star wars fans into this yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's it's well written and it's so well produced too. I mean, if you, mm, you watch yeah. the documentary they did about you know how yes. they yeah. were filming it, you know, oh my gosh, just the the technology that goes yeah. into making this show is so astounding that that you know yeah. light room that they film in with the the picture walls. And, oh, it's just so wild. Yeah. I know. Add that yeah, to my bucket amazing. list for uh, something I want to go touch. <laughs> it's like just, just <laughs> yeah. one oh, yeah. finger, just like a. <laughs> well, if they're able to do that for filming, imagine what um, Imagineering can do if they had the vo- had the void like that. Yeah, I thought about I it. Thinking. I've thought about it. Uh, they, I mean, I've been in the old school three um, cinema three hundred and sixty dome things they've had. Mm-hmm. Now imagine with the yeah. technology they have now and being able to do it on the fly and change it as you're going. They yeah. they are talking about doing that type of. Uh, 360 screens at Epcot for um, the new show in Canada. Mm. So it'd be total digital screen. And in the uh, in the preview center for the changes that were coming to Epcot, which have been now put on hold, that whole viewing room is almost a mini void. It mm. is a 360 wall and you can't find a seam anywhere in this whole wrap wrap around. I saw that. It was incredible. I like I was staggered by that. I just kept spinning around in circles like the country bumpkin I am. Like, well, we, <laughs> like what we, is happening right now? When we went for cash previews, uh, I'm an audio engineer at the parks. And so a lot of us texts went and we're like, OK, this is cool. Not realizing this is almost the same technology that they're using to film Mandalorian. Mm. I was like, okay, where's the seam? This can't be one continuous thing. Where's the seam? And we went looking. I mean, we <laughs> we were checking all the walls get, uh, up to the rails. We're looking. It's like watching the the film. Like, where's the seam? Where where are they merging the the wrap together? We couldn't find it. it it's just that clean. And it's amazing, just absolutely amazing. So, um, so with season two, the you know we we see the canteen again. We see Doctor Mandible, which was interesting character. Uh, we're seeing. Um, I guess the thing with that one, I heard. I guess if you check the New York Times or one of those the papers in New York's review, they said Doctor Mandible is also called Zorak. Or actually, if you watch, it's actually he's also called Thorax, but so but they they misheard it and thought they he was called Zorak. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I noticed too they were playing uh, some Karelian Spike there with Sabak. Yeah. So they were they were playing with the Karelian Spike decks because she won with the Idiots Array. Which having my own Sabak deck, I'm learning the hands, <laughs> learning <laughs> learning what. To, so I'm like, oh, Idiots Array, I know what that is, and wow, that's a great hand. <laughs> um, the I guess I have to ask as a with Chelsea being a chef, the eggs. Even in that container with the environment that they landed in with that planet and as cold as they were complaining they were getting, wouldn't the eggs slowly that the liquid inside slow, slowly gel up a little bit more and almost make them frozen? I, I had some doubts about that. Uh, you know, they, they show them trying to keep them warm um, and you can argue, I guess, maybe when they get a little too cold, you know, she takes them to the, the spa bath, right? Um, buys you a little more time. Um, I've seen so many people who are really bothered by the eating of those eggs. And oh, I, I did not yeah. find it problematic whatsoever. It is it is no different to me than eating chicken eggs, which are yeah. also not fertilized generally. Uh, and it's right. like, what, what, what are you complaining about right now, people? Like, it's... <laughs> It, yeah. it, was, it was disgusting, but in a funny way. You know, it was like, yeah. ha gross. Uh, the child doesn't know what it is. It just knows it's food. I know. <laughs> also, I now have a toddler, and I can tell you those things eat everything. So that, that is like <laughs> the truest part of this show so far. I am so glad I'm past the toddler stage. But yes, I'll agree. Oh, man. Yeah. No. <laughs> And, and luckily, yeah, he just started walking and talking last week. <laughs> hey, I'm luckily, sitting right here. They need to keep something fresh on the show. Luckily, there are people constantly walking around with ice cream makers, it seems. Yes. Calpono is <laughs> the most popular device in the universe now. Which I like shout every time I see one of those, too, obviously. See, that's why it makes it so easy and make Chelsea's ice cream recipe. Yep, yep. That's right there. Make it on any planet. You just yell, and uh, somebody runs by with an ice cream maker. Everybody's got one. As, as soon as you're done, what, take your Beskar or whatever else is being stored inside of it, make some ice cream. Perfect. It's, it's got dual purpose. Well, now we got to make probably a, a, like a Beskar swirl ice cream, right? Ooh. Oh. So, I think we got something there. <laughs> trying to figure out how, how would you do the like a grayish to tone. You do like uh, like Oreo cookie crumbs and then you Ooh. fold like the way you do uh, Damascus steel, but with ice cream. <laughs> That's that would be sense, right? Yeah. Well, that, actually, um, any of your swirl ice creams would be similar to something like that. So if yeah. you can get it where you're making it yourself, but have the actual swirls still in it, mm. which would probably be the difficult part. Because I know. Okay. Is that you, Ken? <laughs> Last week it was me and my microphone that the Empire was mess or the first order was messing with. This week it's Ken. Can you hear me still? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My USB in the back is loose, so I had to switch microphones to the webcam mic. So it probably doesn't sound all that great. No, you beef. It sounds like you're talking through your ship com now. Yep. Um, I would think. The you know doing like a chocolate swirl, fudge swirl within it. I just think getting that grayish tint to the ice cream, which would be the cool thing to do for the mm-hmm. for the best car. Yeah, that that would be awesome. That'd be fun. Well, maybe we'll get a, a special Christmas recipe out there. It'd be good. That'd be cool. Hey, StarWars.com, contact Chelsea for a special yeah. <laughs> Life Day, Christmas, go. New Year's recipe. Best car swirl. Yeah. Beskar Sunday. Oh. That'd be good. <laughs> Deal with that. A little, little butterscotch on top. Ooh. Melted as if it, it's almost like the, the molten coloring of, of a molten Beskar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of tapioca balls on the side, just, you know. Huh? Because... <laughs> Little frog eggs. <laughs> <laughs> or get or get the Lindor Lindor truffle balls. Oh, that'd be good. Oh yeah. Always a good addition. There we go. Um I guess for me, I love Cajun food, Creole Cajun Creole. You know, I haven't lived in Louisiana for a while. What would you do to incorporate like a, a jambalaya or etouffee or something with crawfish into the Star Wars universe? Ooh. 
Um, well, I was actually wondering about crawfish for the blue krill in season one Ooh, of Mandalorian. Okay. Um, they're unreliable to find up here uh, in the best of times, let alone during a pandemic. So I'm in Vermont. So, you know, ah. a bit removed oh, okay. from crawfish Just, land. We use you can use lagoons. They're almost they're almost the same. If you could find them, um, I, I keep an eye out. I mean, I'm always scanning the sort of the weird freezer section at any of the stores I shop at, just because you never know. Hey, all they are is just sh- sh- shrunk down freshwater lobster. Yeah. Yep. Because the store. I'm, uh, I'm actually in Massachusetts, so I'm right below you. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can find them in streams. I don't know if I'm uh, that dedicated right now. <laughs> get a little for cold in a couple days. For once, our guests are not all around Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. So, as you did the, the so blue... You could, probably, you could probably make some interesting food out of some New England staples, too, probably. Yeah, I don't think we did a chowder for this. Mm-hmm. So, that's, that's a classic. So, you, uh, you take you take the lobster and use it for the blue krill. Ooh, do that'd be blue, good. Blue krill rolls. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Now, huh. have you have you ever thought of in um, any of the in universe stuff? Because um, I mentioned my partners from Geek Watch one earlier, Kylan and Dawn, but they're um, all keto right now, and they've been that way for like two years doing the keto diet. Have you ever thought of doing something like that in in any of the other type worlds? Oh, bless trying them. To make recipes from there, trying to actually fit into like a keto diet or any of the other uh, diets that are out there that are different and and gluten free. So I, yeah. I know we have friends who are who their son's got celiac. I always um, try to um, one of the the last parts of my process for putting one of these books together is I always do a dietary chart, even if it doesn't end up in the book, just for my own sake to make sure that it's balanced. You know, make sure that there are enough vegetarian recipes. Make sure that there are delicious gluten-free things, make sure they're non-alcoholic beverages um, and enough of all of those, hopefully. Um, And if they're not, you know, there's a little time generally to add a few here and there Um, just because everybody's doing something different. Everybody's, whether it's by choice or by allergy or genetic roll of the dice, you know? Um, So it, I try to make it as inclusive as possible for as many people as possible. Um, I I don't know that there is enough, that there would be enough demand for, say, an entirely gluten-free Star Wars cookbook or an entirely keto Firefly cookbook, you know, whatever. Um, But I do try to always make sure that there are enough of those recipes within all of the books that I put together. I would love to see the dietary chart or love to get a copy of your dietary chart for Galaxy's Edge cookbook on the breakdown. Yeah. I would love to get that. That way, like for the the friends of ours, it's one of my daughter's best friends. Her her younger brother has got the celiac. Say, get this cookbook. You can make stuff for him. Here's the recipes. Stuff for you. Stuff for the rest of the family. Yeah. And- it actually, it did make it into the back of the cookbook, I think. Did it? Um, it's a little skewy to read sometimes um but yeah so just i am looking right now as i turn to the bantha chai you have to kind of i love the bantha chai it's like fruit loop milk um (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so you have to kind of go back and forth between the dietary chart and the index to get the page number then so it's it's a little cumbersome i think but um i see it now just sort of gives you a little little guidance i got it there's vegetarian, there's vegan, there's gluten-free. I will have to show this to our friends. Great. Glad I could help. Poof. Yeah. Magic. Now it's in the back of the book. You're welcome. <laughs> it wasn't there until she just said it. Exactly. The she power. Like magic. Yeah, I loved how you Almost like she wrote it or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait to try your shock roast recipe. Because when I went for cash previews, that was my wife had the yip tip. I had the shock roast. Oh, yeah. I had that one um, when I I went to um, I was out in California for BlizzCon last year. And so I actually went to Galaxy's Edge out there first um, because I was like, it's it's literally two blocks away. How am I not going to do this? Um, And I had that there because I was like, this is one of the favorite recipes from the park that I've made. I wonder how this stacks up. And I think it was pretty close. I I am not big on kale, but yeah, I, lo- <laughs> I loved how the kale turned out. Actually, I actually enjoyed the kale in, in that dish. Nice. Yeah. 
being all wilted down and with the yep. with their sauce. Oh, it was amazing. So, um, I guess the one thing that we hadn't gotten into yet is y'all's backgrounds. Um, so I want to start off with Mark on this one. How, how did you get started as a writer? Um, and what are you currently doing? Yeah, I, you know, I started out, um, working as an editor at Marvel Comics. Uh, when I was right out of college, I started as an assistant editor, uh, in the Avengers office. Uh, this was back before the Avengers Ah, were were a multi-billion dollar brand. Uh, you know, if you went into Mm -hmm. a group of people and asked if they could name an Avenger, you maybe got one hand that went up. And they were usually wrong. Um, but, but, you know, that was in uh, I started working with Marvel in 99, uh, 1999. So, so you mean Juggernaut's oh, not wow. an Avenger? Uh, you know what? He probably has been by now. Uh, <laughs> probably. I think everybody has just about. But so I, I started with Marvel. Um, and after about four or five years on staff there, I transitioned to writing full time and worked on comics for a really long time with them. But then I kind of veered off into books and video games. And that's my focus right now. Now, um, I write uh, the content for Marvel Future Fight, which is a mobile game that is on uh, the, the mobile phone. I write a lot of the story content for that, along with the NetMarble team. I've been playing uh, that since Star the beginning. It's three for the Nintendo Switch, which came out oh, last summer. Um, and I'm also oh, building nice. a story for a new mobile game that's coming out next year called Marvel Future Revolution. Uh, uh, so that'll be fun. Yeah, it's coming out sometime in the, in the future. We don't have a release date for that one yet. Uh, but I'm also writing books, too, about all kinds of worlds. I've, I've not only done Star Wars and Marvel, but I've done Harry Potter, Ghostbusters, Back to the Future. Uh, I just had a book come out from The Office, um, and it was, a, it was a, a cookbook and party planning guide that I wrote. Uh, I wrote it uh, with Julie Tremaine and, and Anne Murlowski, uh, and they did the crafts and the recipes in the book. And I wrote all of the kind of in-world, welcome to the party planning committee kind of stuff based on the television show. Um, so I'm doing those kinds awesome. of things in the world all the time, you know, whether I'm writing for for Star Wars or for some other license. Um, so I really enjoy doing that. You know, I like expanding the worlds that I love. Uh, and I've had the good fortune to do that for a great many years. May need to bring yeah, you. you. I have, I have um, the, your Amazon page up, so I see what your next cookbook is that's coming out. And that's going to put a smile on a lot of faces. Yeah, I don't think it's been the, officially announced yet. So I don't know if I'm even allowed to talk about it. But I mean, if Amazon has it, you can always go find it yeah. there. Well, here, that way you didn't tell us anything. It's the Marvel Comics Cooking with Deadpool. Uh-huh. I, I can neither confirm nor deny that. I've seen a sneak peek of one of the cookies in that, and uh, they are fabulous. <laughs> yeah, this is up on Amazon, so I'm not. It's a, and you didn't tell us, so you can't get in trouble. If it were to exist, I could imagine it would be a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm gonna have to bring you over to talk about Marvel over on Mighty Marvel Geeks on Marvel. Show. Sure thing, anytime. So yeah, you're living close. We're gonna have to actually have you uh, once we're able to have shows. We'll have to have you come join us for Geek Watch One Live. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, would love to. Thank you. Um, now going through all that, um, I'm playing Future Fight, and I. I I'm absolutely love it. The only thing that's frustrating is having to buy the monthly giveaway of the 20 sure. so you can get the other characters that are not available. But other than that, I'm still having fun with the game. Yeah. And, and for me, you know, I don't work a lot on the mechanics of it, but I write the content for like the epic quests yeah. and for, you know, the story introductions of new characters into the game when they have a batch of, you know, five or six new characters and they tie them into a larger yep. story. I write the dialogue for those I um, love- to bring them all. So we just did, you know, not that long ago, we did a Guardians of the Galaxy epic yep. quest that I wrote all the dialogue for. And those are just a lot of fun to play with. I, I love the Doctor Strange one. Yeah, that and, one was really cool. And uh, the X Men ones, I I got I'm stuck halfway between uh, the X Men and Deadpool because of needing a certain crystal, so many of gotcha. certain crystal. Yeah, the um, Deadpool one we that. had a blast with the X Force, the X Force yeah. epic quest. That one was a that was a hoot. So Chelsea, what guys you started into um, into being a chef? Hunger. Uh, <laughs> um, it, Great answer. I'm not. I think I'm not technically a chef, uh, but a uh, very enthusiastic home cook. Um, you know, I'm not professionally trained or anything, um, but it started with the Game of Thrones cookbook, which was sort of a happy accident. A friend and I were 
hungry one night and we're trying to figure out what to make for dinner. And we, I'd been rereading the Game of Thrones series, Song of Ice and Fire. And uh, she was reading it for the first time. This was before the show started. And we were like, why don't we make something from the books? You know, all the food descriptions sound amazing. Like it's bacon and everything um, and lemon cakes for dessert. It's great. Uh, and so we looked online and we could not find any recipes for Game of Thrones food. We thought, well, that's really weird. Um, so being creative overachievers, we decided to not only create some recipes, but then start a blog and share them. Um, uh-huh. And I'm not even really sure what possessed us. We'd never had a blog. We'd never cooked test recipes or done food photography or anything like that. Um, and we thought, well, it'll be fun. You know, our moms will look at the blog a few times and, you know, then we'll probably lose steam on it. Uh, and not only did we keep doing it till we had hundreds of recipes, uh, but our readership quickly took off. And before long, George Martin himself, you know, shared that we were working on this blog. And I wrote him a sort of cheeky email saying, if you ever want to do a cookbook, think of us. Uh, <laughs> ha ha. And not only did he write back, but he said, oh, sure, I'll mention it to my publishers the next time I'm in New York. Thus followed oh, wow. much screaming and running around the room and mild panicking. Um mm-hmm. And then the publishers got in touch and we had a cookbook deal and we're in way over our heads. <laughs> um, and so that was a, an enormously steep learning curve. So it's hitting the ground running has been a part of this for me from the beginning. Um, and from there, I've just sort of built on that. Um, and every project is a delight to work on, whether I'm already familiar with the IP or not, you know, it's, I think in order to do something like this well, you have to love the world. Um, and even if you're new to it, you have to understand what about the world there is to love. Um, mm-hmm. And if if it's not there, people can tell, you know, it, if you're just faking it and you're slapping some funny names on some grilled cheese sandwiches, people mm-hmm. know. Um, and it that's obviously a personal pet peeve for me, but <laughs> um I think it it's a real pleasure and an honor in many cases to be able to enrich these worlds with new content, new stories, new ways for fans to experience them. Okay. Uh, I guess uh, if y'all were to collaborate again, which I'm sure you will, what would be that one project or that one world that you haven't already done that y'all would love mm. to do? Ooh. I don't know how you feel about Lord of the Rings. That'd be fun. I like Lord of the Rings. I, you know what? For me, I, I, I keep thinking something in the Henson realm. You know, I'd love to do like a Dark Crystal or a Labyrinth Ooh. something. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Muppet kid. So yeah. you know, something in those fantasy worlds of the of the Henson realm, I think, would be amazing. Wouldn't that be fabulous? Fraggle Rock. <laughs> we, do you know how to make doozer sticks, Chelsea? <laughs> uh, not yet, but uh, I'll back to you. <laughs> <laughs> not only can you eat them, you can build with them. <laughs> yeah, it's just sugar crystals. <laughs> Radish sugar crystals. Yeah. So where can people find you guys online? Uh, Twitter and Facebook, mostly for me. I'm also on Instagram, but it's a lot of like chicken and weird bug photos so you know just fair warning uh <laughs> yep and for me you know all those all those socially things though i'm not quite as active as i used to be for just my own sanity but uh, in these days but um also uh sumerac.com just my my last name s-u-m-e-r-a-k.com and i keep it up to date with all my new projects coming up awesome well thank you guys for coming on with us it was a blast Thanks for yeah. having us. I, and I Thank know to, it mean, this book means a little bit more to me now, getting to talk to you guys. I'm like, yep, I know what they were thinking. I know now. So I'm, ex- I'm the excited. The book means more to me now that I've talked to you. Aw. <laughs> which, is, which is odd because you, you, didn't, you didn't make the book, but that's still cool. I'm just excited that you loved it. <laughs> oh, we got the book. And, and, it, and it's got 
post-it note tabs everywhere in it. Well, you know, you and everyone else who has taken the time to enjoy it mean the world to people like Chelsea and me. Yeah. You know, we don't put these out there for them to be in a vacuum. We, we work on these books because we love to work on them and we want people to enjoy them just as much as we do. So to know that you did and to know you made it a part of a special celebration for yourself, that to us is is all the reward for the hard work. Well, it was funny. We got, I got, before I got this book, um, I had gotten the Marvel's Eat the Universe and over on Mighty Marvel Geeks, we talked to Justin on the show and I love Justin. He's a great, um, great chef, great person. Um, but comparing his book to y'all's book, it goes right back to what you were saying, Chelsea. You wanted to make things easy for the reader to do. Mm. Whereas you, where it's not as much of a challenge to find the ingredients for it. Whereas with Justin's, you look at some of his like, this looks awesome, but where do I find it? <laughs> I'm going to go have, I'm going to go on a treasure hunt to find some of the ingredients. But as he mentions, it's what he had on hand. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at the picture and see kind of what it resembles, you could always tweak that recipe for what you have. So obviously, with my brother, I'm expecting to hear him say he made the Nerf kebabs with elk, not bison, even though he's got bison readily available to him out there as well. But I wouldn't mind trying an alligator version of the Nerf kebabs as well. Maybe call them something different because of the gator. But I kind of like that whole, the the pastry or or the, the breading go yeah. go around a different protein because when i first saw I mean, that i'm like i just don't like that when i was in scouts that's cool that this is in and i loved it you I could uh, go really do crazy and do, do puff pastry too that'd be good oh just saying <laughs> puff pastry with crawfish Ooh. Uh, and then have a a uh, nacho cheese dip etouffee roux sauce to go with it we make a crawfish dip, uh, which we took mm-hmm. from, uh, took the idea from Pat O'Brien's where, with their crawfish nachos. And we mm-hmm. made the, it's, it's the nacho cheese sauce with crawfish etouffee, well, everything but the rice. So you got the, the etouffee sauce and crawfish mixed in with the cheese and we use that as our own cheese dip. But to do the crawfish on a stick with the, all right, puff pastries. Okay, I'm in heaven now. Well, before I make myself even more hungry as it is, thank you guys again for coming on. Uh, check out the book, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the official Black Spire Outpost cookbook, which we discovered is canon. So it's for every Star Wars fan. If you could, you could get it at Target right now. If you can't get it on Target, you can get it anywhere books are sold. Amazon, Books A Million, Barnes & Nobles. I would say this is almost a must-have if you love cooking and you love Star Wars. Gotta get this book. And now I'm also interested in getting Firefly, the big damn cookbook, because that's another, <laughs> it looks like another fun one as well. And uh, hopefully we'll be hearing Mark soon over on uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks and on Geek Watch 1 uh-huh. in the near future. So, uh, guys, any final thoughts? Nope. I think we're pretty much good for this, unless, the, unless you guys have something. I think we just about covered it and then some. Yeah. And then some. Yeah, just thanks for having us. This was great. And on that note, there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jets, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. Ah, moi moi. The next evolutionary leap in the Thunderverse has arrived. The Ring of Thunder is a whole week's wrestling and a half hour. What? The Ring of Thunder is a whole week's wrestling and a half hour. What? Every show. What? 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 You come up around here wetting in sexy Thor's yard like he's anything but the hammer swinging, burrito eating, mic blazing, marking out but never tapping out Lord of Thunder. Like you would do anything but sit down, open your ears, and take in the Ring of Thunder wherever you find your podcast like you would find any other podcast in the Thunderverse or the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, 
which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This has been a Weeby Geeks production.